Good morning, everyone, wherever you are in the world. Today's gospel reading comes from John chapter 15, starting at the beginning and finishing at verse 17. In your Bibles in the church, it's on page 1083. John 15, starting at the beginning. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater the love hath, has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you. Thank you, Gary, for reading that, that passage just so clearly and, and lovely. It'd be great if you kept your Bibles open, page 1083, because I'll be looking at different verses um, in that passage that Gary has just read. We've just been... Um, started a couple of weeks ago a series on discipleship and at the minute we are concentrating on being with Jesus. Remember a couple of weeks ago Neil started the whole thing off 
and he talked about the people who came to follow Jesus, those disciples, those disciples who became Talmudim. And so, like them, we are called to follow him, to walk in the dust of our master's footsteps. Do you remember that lovely picture he had? And then Adam last week talked about being an apprentice of Jesus. You see, we're called to follow him. We're called to believe in him, but we're also called to be proactive and do something about it. We have to learn from him. We have to follow his teachings and we have to abide in him. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I don't know how many of you got on last week. Adam handed out a little leaflet about being with Jesus. Do you know, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard every day, I find, just to even find the two minutes just being in silence and being with Jesus. You know, as as a Christian for a long, long time, you know, you, you, you have your quiet time, but that's all. You're talking to Jesus. You're talking to Father. You're, told, you're talking, you're reading your Bible. You're doing things. But just to sit in silence and to abide in him. It's something I know I need to practice a lot more. And today's reading shows how important that is. And that's what Jesus did. He was with God. He was with God up the mountains when he went to pray. He was with God as he walked around the countryside, as he partied at weddings, as he was teaching, as he was healing. It was a way of life. I don't know if you've heard recently, um, just yesterday I think it was, that there was a Zen Buddhist monk called Thich Nhat Hanh. I'm probably pronouncing that completely wrongly. But he was bringing the idea of mindfulness to the Western world and how we can just, within ourselves, find that inner peace. And then he was saying how we bring that into our everyday life, into work, into the family, this inner peace. I just want us to look at John 15, verse 1. Jesus said, I am the true vine. You see, some Christians actually believe that there are many ways to get to God. There are many paths up the mountain. Some believe it's your inner peace finding the answers and the way within ourselves. But Jesus said that he is the true vine. And he actually said in the chapter before, chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now this is a picture of a vineyard a vineyard that we used to live on the slopes of that mountain in South Africa where we were surrounded by vineyards. It was the wine country. 
and they were beautiful and lovely places to go. You know, the straight lines you've got, it's so tidy, so neat, it's just beautiful. And that's what Jesus sees us, you know, he's the vine, we are the branches, we are his church, we are beautiful to him. And as we come to read our Bible day by day, do we read our Bible just because we read our Bible? That's what we do. Do we read our Bible just to learn something about what happened a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, six thousand years ago? And what, what the Christian faith believes in this, that, and the other. Or do we read our Bibles to abide in Jesus and to let his Holy Spirit transform us from the inside out? You know, I, I hadn't twigged what songs we were going to sing today, and it was just so lovely that we sang that song to start off, that he shines, so we can shine from the inside out for him. He has to come, the Holy Spirit, come and transform us from the inside out. A dear wise friend said this week that abiding in Jesus is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a lifetime being an apprentice. It continues to develop throughout our lives. It grows as we remain in him. And we're going to fail. I know I often fail. But then that other song, it talks about God is a forgiving God, a loving God. None of us are beyond his redemption. And when we fail, he's just yearning for us to turn round, to come back onto his path and to follow him. Now, I'm no gardener. Those of you who know me well know I am not a gardener. If you've been to my garden, you might see that uh, it needs a lot of weeding, it needs a lot of pruning. Um, we've moved throughout our married life, I don't know how many times, from place to place, where often it's just been there for, well, one place, well, it was only eight months. So when you moved into a married quarter, um, belonging to the military, people knew they were only there for a short time, so you didn't spend time and effort uh, and money putting it into your garden. But you know, we need to spend that time and effort allowing God to be our gardener. Look at verse one again in chapter 15. I am the true vine, Jesus says, and my father is the gardener. I do watch Monty Dawn, and I do try to learn from him, but I have an awful lot still to learn. And um, like Jesus, you know, we have so much to learn from him. I think there should be a picture up, hopefully, of um, 
a branch in, uh, can you see how dead that branch is? It's in my back garden at the minute. But yet, last year, all those other little branches grew up and grew up, and there were flowers, it was a wisteria, and there were beautiful flowers produced from it, even though the branch is dead. Oh, there's another, um, and I, I cut down a rambling rose on the next slide, and I obviously didn't do it properly, because all these suckers have grown up, and I know they're not going to produce fruit. I need God to prune me, to cut out the dead branches in me. And I thank God that he is the perfect gardener and he knows just what to do to get rid of those wayward habits, those bad personality traits that are in me. And hopefully, I don't think any of you here are perfect or in you as well. Do you remember, well, probably in the, the 90s, um, there were those bracelets we used to use, WWJD, what would Jesus do or what would Jesus say? You know, making God's following what Jesus says and does can sometimes be really difficult. It can be hard to put God's ways into practice. Jesus came and he turned things upside down. And often we're called in the culture that we live in, what we do and how we follow him can turn things upside down as well. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to come within, to change us from the inside out. In this passage that we read, it talks about remaining in Jesus 11 times. Now, the purpose of the vine is to produce fruit. So if we're remaining in Jesus, the vine, we are the branches and we produce fruit. So some of this fruit that we can find in this passage some of the things that bless us if we remain in him. Verse 4 says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Jesus will remain in us. If we turn to him, follow him, he is with us through the Holy Spirit. Is that not just amazing? The creator God, the God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, through the Holy Spirit is with us. That brings me such hope. Jesus talks about love as in verse 9. As my Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Jesus talks about us being his friend in verse 14. You are my friends. He calls us his friends 
not his servants. Hope and love if we remain in him. The Beatles sang, love, love, love. All you need is love. And then as I was reminded, they broke up shortly after that. Love, love, love. That's all we need. We need God's love in us. Then verse, uh, verse 11 says that he gives us joy. It's that deep, down, satisfying joy that we can cope with, helps us with whatever is thrown at us through life. It enables us to deal with. Life can be good. For many of us, life is very comfortable. But then, wham, bang, something unexpected happens. Perhaps you've been told you're not too well. There are things going on. Perhaps you lose your job. Perhaps something happens in the family that you just couldn't have believed would ever happen in your family. Do you know, we all can be hit with things that are unexpected. Portsmouth has seemingly um, a suicide rate which is above the national average in 2019. And nationally, the Samaritans responded to more than 3.3 million calls for help by telephone. They answered over 400,000 emails and over 1,000 letters. People need help, they need support, they need God's love, but they need his joy to help him through those difficult times. And thirdly, in verse 7, if you look at verse 7, it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Now, I sometimes find this difficult. You know, we go to God and we ask him for things, right, left and centre. We have a list of things we ask him for. We ask him for help, we ask him for to heal somebody, we ask him for this. But you know, when we are abiding perfectly, as Jesus was abiding perfectly with the Father, then our prayers are answered, yes. Jesus' prayers were always answered. In John 17, verse 20, if you read that, Jesus is praying, to, I haven't time to read it now, but when you go home, read where Jesus is praying for us. In Romans chapter 8, it reminds us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. May we remain in him. May we abide in him. And we will see so many prayers answered. 
Now, looking around here, I know that some of you really enjoy the fruit of the vine in a particular way, whether it's red or whether it's white. I even know that some of you prefer red over white. Um, but, you know, what do we really want from life? Do we want to have fun and happiness? Do we want to have a, a bigger house, a, a nicer car? Do we want to have money? So many of the youngsters today, when they're asked in a survey, what they want is, is to have, be famous. But here it tells us that the fruit that we want, that we should be having, that we should be growing in our lives as Christians, is fruit that is going to last. Verse 16. It says, God chose us to go and appoint us to bear fruit, fruit that will last. And here's some of the fruit that Paul wrote to the Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Fruit that blesses us. Because as we're blessed with this fruit, our lives will become more like Jesus will become more like the people God intended us to be. But that fruit also blesses others. It impacts others in our community. If they can see we have this in us, we're producing this fruit in us in order that we can go and produce fruit in the community. Now, last week, I had to do some online banking. I don't really like to do, do it very often because they ask me questions and I don't know the answers. Anyway, I had to do it because it was in my name and I phoned them up and about half an hour later, I got the phone answered and the lady was very nice and she was dealing with all that I had to do. And then she asked me, had I read all the recent terms and conditions? And I had to say, well, I haven't read them that day. Well, um, well have, you had, have you read them in the, in the past? Uh, you know, if you had, have you read them this year? Well, I, I've read them in the last tax year because I had to go through the whole process, you know, months and months and months ago. But have you read them this year, this calendar year? And I had to honestly say, well, no. Well, we can't continue on with this until you send you a copy and you read through the terms and conditions. So, okay, put the phone down. Email came through with the latest terms and conditions, which I duly read through from beginning to end. Might have skimmed a few, few of the lines, but I, I read them. And I, the next day, phoned the same phone number 
We are sorry to keep you waiting. Please continue to hold and we will be with you as soon as possible. And I held on and I held on. Um, 47 minutes I held on. We are sorry um, to keep you waiting. Please continue to hold and we'll be with you as soon as possible. And then Jim answered the phone. I explained to Jim what I wanted to do. Oh, you've been sent through to the wrong department. And I was straight away back. We are sorry to keep you waiting. Please continue to hold. We will be with you as soon as possible. One hour and 44 minutes when Helen answered the phone. Now, meantime, I could feel myself getting annoyed. And Joss was coming in and out of the room. That's my husband, in case you don't know. And he was saying, I was saying, look, I'm just going to put the phone down. Well, you're going to have to go through and it'll be painful again when you, live, when you do it again. And, you know, this is just ridiculous. And I was thinking all these things. And then, because uh, my family know when I get annoyed about things, I often tend to say things and maybe not say them in a particularly Jesus-like way. And so Joss was saying, now Ruth, just remember, it's not their fault that you've had to be on the phone so long. Still hold it, holding on. We are sorry to keep you waiting. Please continue to hold. We will be with you as soon as possible. And as he walked through the room and he just pointed to the Bible. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, Lord, are you trying to teach me something? I'm doing this sermon about abiding in you, about producing the fruit of the Spirit. You know, I remember that when Helen answered the phone. And Helen was very nice. She was very pleasant. Because Helen came from Northern Ireland. <laughs> and I heard, you know, the accent. And we had a little chat about where she came from. And we got the business done. We put the phone down. And I felt, wow, oh, that was okay. But will it happen again? Will I, you know, just not have that patience, not have that gentleness, not have all that fruit of the Spirit that God wants me to have? Yes, it will happen again. I know it will happen again. But did I learn something? Was God pruning me? Was God trying to cut something out of me so that I would be more fruitful for him. So just as we finish, have you started to be a follower of Jesus, to be grafted into him, the true vine do you believe the words of the creed that we sang earlier on? Yes, I believe in God the Father. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Even the demons believe in Jesus. We have to be proactive. We have to allow the Holy Spirit 
to come and to change us from the inside out. And as we abide in him, are we learning from him as we follow him as his disciples? I just want to finish with a prayer. Father God, we never know what each day is going to bring. Life can be great. The sun is shining. The way ahead is clear. When suddenly out of the blue something happens and the day becomes dark and the way is steep. So may we learn to abide in you on those good days so we can draw strength when life is difficult. Psalm 42 says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul thirsts for you. Lord, may our souls long to abide in Jesus. May we allow you to be our gardener, to sow, to prune, to nurture, to feed. So we are tied into Jesus. We belong to you. Help us to abide in you. And may you produce fruit in each one of us, individually and as a church, so that we can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen.